Well, welcome to Downtown Harbor Church, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator here. Did the announcement guy say that to fill out those cards when I get slow? Is that what he said? Yeah, nice hair. All right, anyway, um, regardless of that, hey, we are smack dab right in the middle of here of this four-week kind of talk, series, discussion, whatever you want to call it, called Relationship Roulette. And we're talking specifically about those relationships that are, you know, intimate, that are dating or marital relationships. And no matter where you're at in the room, whether you're single and want to be in one of these relationships or maybe you're newly dating and you're trying to figure out what this looks like for you in your life, or maybe you're engaged, or maybe you're just newly married, or maybe you've been married for a long time. Maybe you're divorced or widowed or whatever that looks like for you. It really doesn't matter. This is going to kind of hit every one of us right where we're at. Because for some of us, we can apply it today kind of immediately. And for some of us, we're going to take this and kind of put it in our radar, or, you know, put it in our map for the future and maybe tell somebody we know about it. But why I love this series so much and why we titled it Relationship Roulette was because of this. It's because if you know what roulette is, roulette is a casino game where you place your bets on numbers or colors. And sometimes in a relationship you win, and boy, sometimes you do what? You lose. Because we believe this. We believe relationships are a gamble. We believe that sometimes in a relationship, when you enter into this very special thing with another human being, sometimes you, co you come out really, really good, and you end up being together for your entire life, and it's a huge win. And then sometimes, and some of us have experienced this in our own personal lives, sometimes we what? Sometimes we lose, and it doesn't go so well, and we have to pick, the, pick up the pieces and start over again. Some of our marriages have fallen apart. Some of our dating relationships with someone who we thought we were going to be with for the rest of our lives has fallen apart. But here's why this is important. Here's why we talk about this here today. This is why we do things like this at Downtown Harbor Church, because we believe that sometimes we need to kind of talk about the things that are so relevant to each one of our lives right where we're at. And this is something that so many of us are in the middle of or dealing with personally. But we believe this related to God. We believe that human beings are designed for companionship. We believe that human beings from the very beginning of creation have this deep kind of super, you know, empower, powerful longing to be with another human being. We see it as God created the first human being, Adam, and then gave him Eve all of those, you know, years and centuries ago, however many that is in the garden, right? We see that. And what we can gain from that, as we know, is that human beings are designed for companionship. So week one, because this is week three, week one, we talked about first steps in a relationship and what that looked like and how when you get into a relationship, it was so important to make sure you do your due diligence and to make wise decisions related to that. And then last week, we talked about conflict and what happened. If you need to go back and listen to that, you might want to do so because it was a really cool, powerful week. But we talked about conflict and what happens when conflict arises in a relationship because I know none of you have ever dealt with any of that, right? And so this week, we're going to talk about Kind of our third one that I think is so important, so important for us to understand. This week we're going to talk about change. What happens in a relationship when things change? What should our response be to the other person or to our life in a relationship when things what? When things change. But allow me to kind of tell you something that I believe from the bottom of my heart, from the core of my being. I believe this change in your relationship is inevitable. It's going to be big change, it's going to be small change, it's going to be large change, but I will guarantee you this, in your relationship related to your circumstances and even some people go through some stuff in their life, change in your relationship is inevitable. And then why are we talking about this here today? Why do we bring this up and kind of stir the pot and stir up controversy for people to have difficult conversations? It's so important for us to do that. 
We do this because in life, change can be very difficult for some to deal with. I'll be honest with you from this stage because I'm a very transparent guy. Change is something that's difficult for me to deal with personally. I struggle with this. So when I was writing this, I felt like I was writing it to myself, right? Change can be difficult for people to deal with, but change cannot be difficult for people to deal with just in the context of a relationship. Change can be difficult for people to deal with in life, specifically in the local church. You've probably seen this if you've been affiliated with any local church for any length of time. Change is really difficult. People are holding on to the past and what used to be. You know, if you know anything about me, you know that I'm a big Disney fan guy. I love the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando. I love a lot of Disney destinations. But if you want to look at it from that perspective, look what happens when Walt Disney Imagineering tries to change a classic attraction, right? It's like they are the devil reincarnated. Like people are revolting, right? They're chaining themselves to things. They're going up there with picket signs. Now, that hasn't been me yet, but they ever take out the country bear jamboree. I'm telling you, I'm going to be right there with them, right? I'm going to lock myself right to that front gate. But change is just difficult for folks to deal with. So now I want to kind of tell you a story about our largest change that we went through in our life. But before I put up the picture that I'm going to put up, I just want to tell you, um, my wife, Caitlin, is here at Downtown Harbor Church. She works with preschoolers during our 1030 hour. If you have preschoolers, they're downstairs with her right now. But she said to me after the first service, she goes, can we have a word? I said, oh, it's the relationship series, and she wants to have a word. Great. She goes, can we talk before you put up pictures of me in the service from now on? I said, unfortunately, that was not in the agreement that we signed up for. So we're putting up pictures, right? But the picture that I'm going to put up, I want to put up a picture from our wedding, and I want to tell you about this day. Now, I know the old boy there with the hair was looking pretty slick on the wedding day, right? He had the old blonde frosted tips going. This was about eight and a half years ago, 40 volume peroxide. It was pretty painful, but yeah, I used to do that a lot, but it was good. But anyway, so I want to tell you about this day and who we were. So see, me and Caitlin grew up in a very small town in southeast Michigan. I'm going to point to my hand, that way you know I'm from Michigan, in the Midwest, okay? Now, if you've never been to a small town in the Midwest, you probably don't have context for the things that I'm going to say, but I hope that you will someday, because we were a very, very small town when we grew up. In fact, we met at the same church when we were growing up. Um, there was not a lot to do, like the weekends, like we were like shucking corn, like that's what we did on the weekends for fun, like that was like our activity, right? But so uh, along our dating relationship and engaged relationship, things were going well and th things were kind of running on all cylinders, hitting on all cylinders. And then as we were preparing to get married, I got a call from a church, not this one, but another church in Fort Lauderdale, and they wanted me to come down and move and help them build a new kids program at their church. And so this was two kids, basically. We were 26 and 20 when we got married from this small town in Michigan, had never even really traveled or been anywhere else. And this church in Fort Lauderdale contacts us and talks us into coming down. Well, our wedding was kind of like lined up around that same time that we were making that decision. And so sure enough, the reason I wanted to show you this picture was because this was our very last day in our hometown in Southeast Michigan. The day after we got married, so not only was the marriage a change, but the day after we got married, we went on our honeymoon and never came back home. We landed on our honeymoon after we were done with it in Fort Lauderdale and moved to a new city right after we got married and never went back and had two brand new jobs. So we're talking about change. We have the marriage, which by the way, what I've just described to you, anybody in the room who's dating or thinking about getting married, I would not recommend, okay? And let me tell you why, because there was the marital, the marital change there was the new city change where we knew no one, not a soul. And then there were two brand new jobs. The first 18 months of our marriage, because of all this change, was horrendous. 
We would just be both be open and honest about that. Not because it was bad and we didn't love each other, but we had no idea how to deal with change in our marriage, this change that was coming at us from all directions. And so here's a couple of things that I want to do today as we talk about this, because I'm going to make a couple of analogies. I'm going to give you two words, okay? The first word is love, right? And when you sign up to loving another person, and I'm going to kind of illustrate that by standing on this side of the stage when I talk about love, right over here. And the other word that I'm going to give you is circumstances, okay? So put those in your mind, love and circumstances. And when I talk about circumstances, I'm going to kind of move over here to this side of the stage, just to make an analogy and a comparison between the two. Because on this day, before we experienced all this kind of massive change in our life, something happened. We stood up before the church and people we knew, and there was a pastor who married us, and it was a really cool moment. But on this day, we did something. We said yes to loving each other. Right here. We said yes to loving each other on that day. Let me tell you what we didn't do. This is so important for us to get and understand. Because we said yes to loving each other. We didn't say yes to loving our circumstances. And that is so important for us to understand the distinction of these two in the context of relationships. And here's why. Because you have love and you have circumstances. And so often, your circumstances can always change. Your circumstances can always change. And the problem is, because as I say around here, there's always a problem. So many of us don't focus over here on loving the other person that we've committed to, specifically if you're married. What we do is we tend to go, I'm going to focus over here on my circumstances and the things that we have. But the problem is, because there's always a problem, is that these circumstances can, and don't miss this, they will change. I said as we started this, change in a relationship is inevitable. Your circumstances can and will change, which is, so, which is why it's so important for us to kind of put our energy there and not here. We said yes to loving the other person. We didn't say yes to loving our circumstances. Now, what circumstances am I talking about, things that might be able to change? Well, let me just give you a few that you might be able to relate to, right? Let me talk about these things. Events. See, because events are kind of circumstances in your life too, things that happen that cause change to occur. I'm going to give you the first one, right? And this is important. Check this out. The birth of a child. Let's just take this for an example. Now, I'm not a parent yet in the room, at least not of a human being. I have a dog and she's amazing, but I'm not the parent of a human being yet. So I don't know how this affects individual lives, but I will tell you this. I have talked to so many parents throughout my life and career, and everyone says the exact same thing. I have never met anyone who said anything different than this. Here's what they say. This single event brings the most amount of change that you will ever have to your entire life. More than marriage, more than a job change, this single event, the birth of a child or the adoption of a child, brings the most amount of change that you will ever have to your entire life. Therefore, it's important to know that it's a circumstance. And for most people, it's a very positive circumstance. But it will be different than life was before, right? Maybe it's the birth of a child. Maybe it's the death of a parent. And so many of us have experienced this change, which is so difficult to deal with, to deal with loss and to deal with how this kind of works our emotions. And it's just so difficult, right? Maybe it's not, you know, life or death. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's the loss of a job. Maybe you lost a job and your circumstances are now different and it's going to affect you in a different way. Maybe, check this out, maybe, maybe your house floods. This is an example. Maybe something happens to your primary residence and your circumstances in that moment are not ideal, right? But here's what I want you to know, and this is so key. 
Because all of these are circumstances that kind of morph and change and go back and forth. And our life's never going to be the same two years from now than it is today. And in the context of our relationships and what we exist to do in our relationships, here's what I want you to know. You didn't say yes to loving someone based on your circumstances. You said yes to loving someone. And that's the difference. Because for so often in our life, you've said yes to loving someone. So often in our life, what happens is we seem to allow our circumstances to trump love. So we go, okay, so my life's not going real great right now. Things aren't good. My circumstances over here are not what I want them to be. And so what we do is rather than allow circumstances that are not ideal to draw us to the person that we are currently married to or in a relationship with, whatever that looks like in your life, right? When we allow these circumstances that are negative to not draw us closer to the person and push the person away, we have a problem. So... This is why it's so important to understand that so often circumstances seem to trump love and it should be the exact opposite. Love should encourage and embrace your circumstances, not circumstances trumping your love. So maybe you're dating in the room or you're going to be dating again soon or maybe you're in the process of doing that and figuring that out. Maybe you're a teenager and you're like, that's something that's on the horizon for me in the next couple of years, right? Here's what I want you to know about dating, which is so important. When dating, love blinds us from our circumstances. I'm going to make a comparison between dating and marriage. When you're dating, you're generally not as concerned with your circumstances as when you're married. Why? Because you're in love, right? You're like, oh, this is so great, right? And when we get married, it's going to be even better. We're never going to disagree, right? We're, we're going to live in candy land. It's going to be amazing. And everybody at that church over there, they have perfect marriages. I want to be like them. That's what they want you to think, right? Okay? And so, what, so here's and you're dating, and you're going you know, hold each other close. And, oh, I cannot wait until the day when we walk down the aisle. And then you get married, and you're like, what in the world did I do? At least that's how I felt, and I'm just being honest, right? And she knows this. I'm not telling you anything she doesn't know. We have to work through that because when married, here's the truth. When married, circumstances tend to blind us from love. So we go, okay, we're dating, and it's all, you know, roses and flowers and candy land and all that stuff. And then you get married. You go, wow, I have bills, right? And I have a, I have a kid, and, and all of a sudden, like, that's not going so well, or somebody gets sick, and now all of a sudden, I don't really care as much about the love. We're already in love. We've already committed to each other. Now we're just going to focus over here. No, no, no. That's the complete opposite of what you should do as you respond to change. When change comes into your life, you should solely focus here. Now, I'm not saying, no, Mrs. I'm not saying that you don't need to proactively deal with stuff here, and it's not work. It takes work. It takes dedication. It takes embracing each other to work and put one foot in front of the other to make these things right, whatever that looks like in your life. But it is done with the embrace of this person over here, not stiff-arming them away because you're so in love with your circumstances when they don't go your way. Furthermore, around here, we talk about Jesus a lot. If you've been around here for any length of time, you know that he is so important to us and his words matter so much. And so Jesus talked a lot about this and he talked a lot about love. And then, so if you have said yes in your life to following after Jesus, and you've said yes at some point in your life to seeking after him and then turning your life and pivoting your life and then following after his teachings and understanding what it means to love your neighbor as yourself, then we have a promise, which is so cool and so important for us to understand about our circumstances. 
which is so key. And it's in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 28. And it says this. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Meaning, hey, listen. You've said yes to following after Jesus at some point in your life, and you've pivoted your life and love as the center of everything you do and how you interact with your community around you and your spouse and your family. When you've said yes to that and make that decision, here's what this means. In the end, it all might not look perfect, but God is going to take care of everything, and everything is going to work together for good. I don't know how this happens. I don't know how it looks day by day, step by step. I don't know how you feel when you're in the mess and that's what you're dealing with, but I'll tell you this. I don't know what those details look like, but I believe this to be true with all of my heart and everything that I am. That our circumstances, even though we tend to misunderstand things and fall in love with those versus where we should fall in love, our circumstances will eventually all be worked out for good. That's why we should focus here. So when our circumstances get rough and things change in our life and they aren't the way that they used to be or something different happens, I want to tell you about this person. This person who you've said yes to. This is the person who rather than pushing you away or you pushing away when things get rough, this should be the person that is holding you up. It should be the person that you are holding up and you should run to with all of your heart. Let me go a step further. This is your family, specifically if you've said yes to being married. This is your closest family member in your entire life, closer than your kids, closer than your parents. This is so true. You are there. Don't miss this. You are there to support each other. That's what it is. That's why change is so key for us to understand. But for so many of us, and I would tell you that this would be myself included. When change happens, too often I'm isolated. Too often I put blame where it doesn't need to be. And then I go, nah, I got this on my own. You're there to support each other. This is your family. And so if you're single in the room and you're going, this might work for me someday. I might be in a relationship. Take this forward and apply it. If you're dating in the room, apply this. If you're married in the room, definitely make sure you get this right. This is so key. Now, let me pause. Because these circumstances, I've kind of made light of it. But they're oftentimes really, really hard. They're probably the most difficult things. If we sat around a table and we all listed some, they're probably some of the most difficult things that we could ever talk about in our entire life. Some of us might not even be able to get through speaking about them because they're so emotional. But as we talk about who we're in love with and about how their support for us is supposed to build us up, here's something I want you to know. Related to your circumstances, when you engage with somebody else, this is what I want you to understand. Life together isn't easy, but it's worth it. It is worth it. If you in the room have grandparents who you know been married for 50, 60 years, and you've seen their love for each other, you know it's worth it. You know that at the end of the day, that it's a struggle, it's a constant battle, but when we make it to the end, it is worth it. And if we've been divorced or been in a failed relationship, don't feel beat up by this. It's okay. It's just a reason for you to now get it right the next time and start over again. 
If you're looking for your you know, lifelong spouse or partner, right? This is something that you can get right from this point forward. This is it. It isn't easy, but it's worth it. So I didn't say this um, first service, but I'm going to say it now just because that's what I want to do. Okay. Um, so Caitlin, I talk about her a lot, and she's an emergency room nurse at Broward Health. Some of you know that. She's a trauma nurse. And um, she'll come home some days just emotional. Um, she's a very strong person, but I can just tell something has gone on, and it had, it's beaten her up. And oftentimes I will ask her as we kind of sit on the couch after work and we're talking, and I will say, hey, what's the most difficult thing that you have to see at your job? Is it kids who've been involved in trauma? And she goes, well, that would be the most logical answer. But she goes, mm-mm. She goes, the most difficult thing is when you see someone, a couple, who have been married their entire life, some of them 60-plus years, and they walk into the hospital with their spouse and they don't walk out with he or she. And she says, every single time it breaks my heart. Do you know why? Because their relationship, what they've done is they've loved each other for so many years, has been worth it every step of the way. So I kind of want to pivot for a second and talk about, okay, this is all great, and we can do this, and we can make this happen, we can get this done, but this is not easy. Loving someone isn't even easy. Dealing with difficult circumstances surely isn't easy. None of this is easy. We're never promised that it would be. Where do we get the strength to do this stuff? How do we put one foot in front of the other and make sure that we're getting this right? Where does the strength come from to do this stuff? Well, I believe from the bottom of my heart that the strength to withstand change comes from God. I really believe that. I believe that our human nature would almost not allow us to do this stuff because it's not natural. We tend to run and isolate and blame someone else. The strength to do these things comes from God. Your personal connection with him and a personal connection, don't miss this, as a couple with him. So I'm about to put the most cliche thing that I've ever put on the stage at Downtown Harbor Church on the screen, and I'm mad at myself that I'm doing it, irritated with myself, but I, we were like, we got to come up with a different phrase because this is so like Christian cliche stuff, but I'm doing it anyway because we couldn't come up with anything else. And believe, we believe it's true. You can have the strength to withstand change because it, and that comes from God because God never changes. And you've seen this, right? And you're going, I thought here they didn't put up these kind of phrases. Well, this is the only one we've ever done. Okay, here's the deal. But God, no, it's so true. God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And should you choose to put your faith in Jesus, you have a connection with this massive creator of the universe that never changes, who you can rely on. Don't miss this. Look up here. Don't miss this. Who you can rely on to get you through this stuff. With him, it is possible. So at Downtown Arbor Church, we're all about the practical. How can you do that? What does that look like to engage with God together or individually? Well, let me just tell you from time to time, you know what's good? It's good to read the scripture on your own. I don't know what, if you want to plan or what that looks like, but it's good to kind of dive into the scripture on your own. It's good to dive into the scripture together. I'm not saying you have to do it every single day, but it's good to just get a fresh breath of inspiration based on the ancient text. And then you know what? One of the things that Caitlin and I do from time to time, she listens to a guy out of Atlanta by the name of um, Andy Stanley. She does every week usually when she's working out. Great communicator. 
and we were driving up to Orlando last fall to go to Walt Disney World, and we just put it on in the car and listened for about 35 minutes. And you know what? We had a phenomenal conversation afterward. It was simple, not weird, not disengaging. It was just a simple talk between us. And then lastly, you know what? Come to service together. Do that as a couple. Do that together so you can go from here and talk and have conversation and go, what does this look like for me? And those of you who might be you know, single in the room, there's a chance you're going to be in a relationship again very soon. It's a chance for all of us for that. So take this forward and kind of put it into practice as you are moving and stepping to make wiser decisions based on your relationship. But there's a bunch of text that let me know that what we put up on the screen was 100% true that you can rely on God and that he does never, ever change. Because in Psalm 18, 2, it says this. It says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Do you believe that? Because if you do, you can rely on him. When this comes into play, when the practical comes into play, in Hebrews 13, 8, it says this. It said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is. And in James 1, 17, it said, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change, he does not change, like shifting shadows. So I want to tell you about a recent thing that happened with me and Caitlin. This is so interesting to talk about change and something that happened in our life. Because I talked to you about the biggest one. This one was a really big one. We just didn't move 1,200 miles or so. We just kind of went across town. Um, about two years ago, the conversation to start downtown Harbor Church became very real with a very small group of folks. And by the way, I'm so stinking excited about what's going on at this church and the growth and what's happening. These are some of the most amazing people I've ever met in my entire life. If you're new here and you're trying to find a home in town, like these people are awesome. I could not say enough about them. But we were talking about starting this church and this organization. And I said this to her. I said, hey, th there could be some changes come into our life because of this. I said, you want to talk about gambling? We're gambling. We don't know if this is going to work. We don't know if anybody's going to come to this thing. We don't know if this is going to last longer than two months. I mean, we had no idea. I said, Caitlin, I'm going to have to go on your health insurance. You may have to be the breadwinner for a while in our home. I said, how do you feel about that? And she just said, Something very powerful. She said, well, I don't know why you guys haven't done this already, which I thought was really cool. Some of you have heard me tell this story before. Um, I told it at our one-year anniversary. But she said that to me. But I want to kind of take it a step further. She said to me, she goes, so let me see if I understand this. Let me see. Let's see if we can have a conversation and understand this. So you're going to start a church for people who've been disenfranchised or burned by the church or people who don't go to church. Am I getting that right? And I said, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. And she goes, all right, think anybody will come? I said, I don't know. Well, we're going to see. And so sure enough, throughout the last probably 18 months of our life, it has brought about many changes. It has not been the easiest thing. There are moments where we've kind of sat around and gone, hey, you think this is going to last? You should have, by the way, you guys don't know this, but you should have seen us week two, okay? So we launched September 20th of 2015, right? And everybody, this place was packed, and everybody in the room was a well-wisher, Right? And week two, like, it was like one of those pictures, like, at a stadium, you know, where you see, like, two people sitting up on the upper deck. And, like, so we were like, oh, boy, what did we do, right? But we stuck with it, and our life was changed because of it. 
but she has always supported this journey. And you know what we did based on that circumstantial change? We drew together rather than pushed each other apart. And that's what we all have to focus on and do if we want to make it through change. Because the truth is, the fact of the reality of the matter is, is that a lot of people don't make it through change. I've sat across from couples throughout my career who are broken. And you know why they're broken? They can't make it work. Because they could never figure out how to navigate change. We have to get this right. So what are some practical things? If you're struggling with this that you can do, and I'm just going to be very blunt and honest in the next two minutes just about some practical things that you can do. If you're struggling with this, or maybe even you know, you're single and you are just out of a relationship, and you're like, I want another one, but I know I need to do some things before I get there. What does that look like? So here's the practical. Number one. You could sit down and talk with someone. So many people, don't miss this, so many people are very scared of this. And I understand why, because the word counseling is very intimidating. I will stand up in front of you, as transparent as I can be, as I can be telling you that I've done this, and it is one of the very best things I've ever done in my entire life. Because people deal with stuff, and it's hard, and sometimes a very honest third party who doesn't know your story before you go in gives you a very honest and blunt and authentic opinion, and it really can be transformative for your life. Do not be embarrassed of this. This is awesome if you ever feel like you need it. It's so good. Number two, maybe you just need to do this. Maybe you just need a break from life and to take a vacation. Maybe you need to get on a plane and go somewhere and go, listen, I got to get out of here. Why? Because there's been a lot of change. And maybe you need to just get on a jet plane and go somewhere tropical. People are like, well, the beach here is nice. Get away from this beach, right? There's too many seagulls here, okay? Go somewhere else where it's nice, okay? Okay, go. No, I'm, it's, it's beautiful here too. But maybe you need to do this. Maybe you need a break from life and to take a vacation and just get away together. And then maybe, maybe this one, maybe you need to have some fun together. One of the things that Caitlin and I try to do, I don't know if it's once a week or once every 10 days, we, go, we try to go out, whether it's with friends or just the two of us, and we go, hey, let's just go have some fun together. Let's walk across the street. We live right across from the Galleria. We go, let's go over there. Let's get a happy hour. Let's, do, let's go to Las Olas. Let's do something. Maybe you just need to have some fun together. You'd be surprised when you do those things how much easier change is to navigate. It's a lot easier to navigate when you figure this out and begin to get this right. Um... This is so key, and it's so key because we want relationships to win. I don't think anybody gets into a relationship for it to fail. I never have. But here's what I want you to know about change. These things over here, circumstances in your life that tweak and are different, change will not destroy your relationship, but your response to it could. Change itself is not going to destroy who you are and what that looks like. It's not even going to destroy your love. But over time, if you push away and don't draw together to navigate these things in life, mark my words. Things are going to be difficult, brutal, and it might not last. That's how important this is. That's how important us understanding this is. That's how important this is as we understand that God has to be at the center of our lives helping us to navigate all of this because life is hard. We get and understand this. And a lot of it's related to change. Change is not going to break you up. Change is not going to destroy your marriage. But your response to it sure could, which is why it's so important for us to begin drawing together rather than pushing apart. 
all relying on God who will never, ever leave us or forsake us. Let me pray. Father, thanks for who you are. God, I specifically today pray for folks in this room who are right now, right in the middle of this issue, dealing with this issue. Because I know from my conversations downstairs, I know from interacting with people over coffee and hanging out, I know that these are big issues in the lives of the people specifically here at Downtown Harbor Church. So I pray that you would guide us and bless us. May you be present in our lives. May you help us to work through these changes with love, relying on you and each other for all that we do. And God, I pray that if there are people who are broken in this room, that you would heal their hearts. Maybe somebody has recently broken up a dating relationship. Maybe somebody's marriage has fallen apart recently. Would you just allow your spirit to just touch them and let them know the future is bright? We can get this right. Just lean on me and we can get it done. Jesus, we love you so much for who you are and what you do. And I pray that you would help us to get these things right in our relationships. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.